Father, speak to us. Speak through your servant. Speak through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So, three-part series, Messianic Psalms, Psalm 22, Psalm 23, Psalm 24. Today, we're in Psalm 23. Uh, I have a shepherd, he restores my soul. I have a shepherd, he restores my soul. Why are we doing Messianic Psalms? Because the Messianic Psalms takes the Old Testament and the worship and the anointing of a prophet king, David, connects it to the prophet, priest, king, the Lord Jesus, and gives us a holistic understanding of who Jesus is and what his role is in our life. I want to read Psalm 23 very slowly for you. I'm going to read the ESV version, and then I want to flip to another version, which is a very interesting version. It's the Jewish, complete Jewish Bible, all right? So it's not going to be in Hebrew. I'm going to read it in English, but it's the complete Jewish Bible. I want to read it meditatively. I want to read it slowly, carefully, chew on every word, and just read through. Same psalm, two versions. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, and good, surely goodness and mercy, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <clears throat> Here's the complete Jewish Bible version. I find it fascinating, very interesting when it's taken straight from the Hebrew and from the original languages. Adonai is my shepherd. I lack nothing. What's the Hindi word? You just sang it. Mujhe koi he has me lie down in grassy pastures. He leads me by quiet water. He restores my inner person. He guides me in right paths for the sake of his name. Even if I pass through deep, death dark ravines, I will fear no disaster. For you are with me. Your rod your staff, they reassure me. You prepare a table for me, even as my enemies watch. You anoint my head with oil from an overflowing cup. You anoint my head with oil from an overflowing cup. Goodness and grace will pursue me every day of my life. And I will live in the house of Adonai for years and years to come. The word Adonai is the name for God, the God of heaven. So you have Jehovah, Jehovah, and you have Adonai. And Jehovah was the more covenant name with the, with, with the Jewish people. Adonai was the generic name for God above, the God of the heavens, the God of all the earth. He's the one who owns everything. He is the one who is God in heaven. That is Psalm 23 for you. This is a popular psalm. It's a popular psalm. It's a famous psalm. It's a widely loved psalm, but it is not everybody's psalm. It is not everybody's psalm. 
It is a messianic psalm. So, verse 1 is the declaration. Verse 1 is the truth. Verse 1 is the point. Verse 1 is, is the main declaration. It's the, it's the prophecy. And then everything else in the rest of the psalm is only applicable if verse 1 is true. If verse 1 is true, verse 2 to 6 applies. If verse 1 is not true, verse 2 to 6 does not apply. So it's not everybody's psalm. This does not reflect the general goodness of God. You know, the psalmist talks about the general goodness of God. The sun shines and the rain rains on everybody alike because God is good to all peoples. There is a generic goodness of God and there is a personal goodness. There's a generic goodness and there's a personal goodness to one's own covenant relationships. This is reserved for those who can profess the faith statement made in verse 1. This is the right, this is the benefit, this is the membership covenant, this is the, uh, the, the birthright of those who can say yes to verse 1. And if you can say yes to verse 1, if verse 1 is your verse, then the rest of the verses are yours. If not, sorry, go home. Don't go home. But that's what he's saying. So yes, it is read everywhere, Psalm 23, especially at funerals, which is ironic. But you and I know this is about Jesus, the good shepherd. It is the messianic psalm and it is a messianic psalm for two reasons. Number one, Jesus claimed that the shepherd, the good shepherd gives life. A shepherd gives life for his sheep. He gives his life for his sheep. And that, that's what makes Jesus the good shepherd because Jesus is the one who gave his life for his sheep. Was David a shepherd? Yes, he was. Was he a good shepherd? No. -uh. So we're not talking about good in, in terms of excellent or seven out of ten. We're talking about good in, the, in terms that only God is good. We're talking about good as only God is good. And God is the one who sent Jesus. He gave his life. The good shepherd is the one who lays down his life for his sheep. It's messianic because Jesus is the good shepherd. It's messianic because Jesus identifies his church as his flock. You know Jesus had some several code names for his, for his people. He had some very affectionate names for his people. He called the, his, the church his bride. He calls the church his building, the building blocks of what he's doing, his dwelling place. And one of his favorite is he calls the church a flock, a flock where there are sheep. And he's made so many connections and so many, uh, you know, uh, mentions of this whenever he talks about people. He says, look at them, lift up your eyes and see, they look like sheep who are harassed and helpless. Sheep who are harassed and helpless. I'm the shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the one who gives my life for the sheep. Let me show you where I found that. Let me read John 10 real quick. I'm not going to spend too much time in that, but I do want to cover that so that you know where these concepts and thoughts are coming from. Especially some of you who are new, new to the Bible, new to Jesus, new to, uh, new to Christ. So I want you to know where this is coming from. And then you say, mm, I need to go and read this psalm for myself. Read this chapter for myself. Yes, that's the spirit. So go and check it out. Read it. Get the whole picture because I can't fit everything into 35 minutes here. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. He will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I come so that they might have, so that they might have life and life abundantly. Circle life, circle abundantly. All right. I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me. Underline, I know my own. And my own know me. 
I know my own and my own know me. There is an intimate relationship here. The shepherd-sheep relationship is un, it's unmatched. It's unmatched. There is no relationship between man and animal like the way a shepherd leads his sheep, the way sheep follow the shepherd. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. Here's the messianic part. Messianic, missional, the Messiah, the sent one. Here it is. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them in and they will listen to my voice. And if they listen to my voice, they have become mine. Because only mine, mine know my voice. And they will become one flock and one shepherd. One flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life so that I may take it back up again. No one has taken my life away from me. I'm the one who lays it down on my own. I have the authority to lay it down. I have the authority to take it up. That's the Messiah. That's the Messiah. He is God and he is here. He is God and yet he is our shepherd. He is in heaven, yet he is with us. He is the Messiah. So let's get into it. Let's jump into it. Take notes. Make memories. Try to ask God, what are you telling me? What are you asking me to do? What do you want me to learn about you, Father God? Prepare your hearts to install a download. Prepare your hearts to install a download. Verse 1. Adonai. Adonai is my shepherd. John 10. I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me. Adonai. Not anybody is my shepherd. Not just anyone. So he's saying, who's your shepherd? Who's your daddy? Who looks after you? Where is your trust? Who's looking after your needs? Where do you run to? Who do you run to for your emotional needs? For your wisdom needs? For your financial needs? Who's the one who you look to for the next step? Whose footprints are you following? You know what? For me, Adonai. The Adonai of heaven, he is my shepherd. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? He's not just saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He is not that pathetic kind of way when we are at our wit's end and we have, everything is over. We are claiming the psalm like as, this is a pro prophetic, strong, powerful psalm. He's saying of all that could be shepherds, Adonai is my shepherd. Of all that could be your shepherd, Adonai is my shepherd. I have earthly shepherds, gurus, management gurus, life gurus, life coaches. But my coach, my life coach is Adonai. The one who I follow is Adonai. The one whose footsteps I am studying is Adonai. He walked the earth and therefore I can follow him. Get that first sentence right. Because after that, verse 2 to verse 6 will apply. Adonai is my shepherd. And then he says... Adonai is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. Adonai is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He doesn't say Adonai is my shepherd. I have everything. Do you have everything? No, you don't. But do you lack anything? That's shepherding. That's shepherding. If you have everything, it's because he's a spoiled parent. But if you lack nothing, it's because he's a good shepherd. I lack nothing. That means the shepherd knows his sheep. The shepherd knows what the sheep's going through. Which aspect of life the shepherd is, the sheep is dealing with right now. Which other sheep is getting on this sheep's nerves. Without which other sheep is being unusually attractive to this sheep right now. The shepherd knows. 
The shepherd cares. The shepherd does with the sheep just what it needs. Just what it needs. Adonai and no one else is my shepherd. And my shepherd is the Lord of heaven. I lack nothing. He's not saying I have everything. Because you will never always have everything. But you will never lack anything that you desperately, dearly need. Adonai is my shepherd. So that was a declaration. And here are now the benefits. Are you ready for the benefits? Dive in. He makes me. He makes me to lie down in green passes. Brothers and sisters, I want to share something with you. You know, there's a lot of guilt for no reason. And as I talk to those, many of you on WhatsApp, because I only talk on WhatsApp mostly, and I hear your stories and I feel your pain, and as you share things with me and you share your prayer requests, prayer points, struggles, and you do share and I love it, there's a lot of guilt. There's good guilt and there's unnecessary guilt. There's good guilt. Good guilt always leads to repentance, which leads to reconciliation, which leads to blessing. But there's unnecessary guilt. The guilt is I'm not doing enough. Listen to me. Listen to me. The guilt is I'm not doing enough. That in all of this spiritual drama, there's something that I need to do. There's something more that I need to give, to do, to be, to please Jesus. And as you read through the psalm, I want you to pick up the fact that the shepherd does everything. The sheep does almost nothing, but hear his voice and follow. Hear his voice and follow. Hear his voice and follow. What does hear his voice mean? Recognize which one is your shepherd. Adonai is my shepherd. What does follow mean? Follow means stay close to wherever he's going. Stay close to wherever he's going. If you stay close to wherever he's going, he will lead you, he will make you, he will restore you, etc., etc., etc. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? My brother and my sister, you are a child of God and you are a sheep for Jesus. You don't know much about sheep in general. But what you do know for sure is there's not a lot of expectations. There's not a lot of expectations from the sheep. There are no classes. There's no explanation. There's no orientations. There's no signs. Go this way. Go that way. It's just one thing. With sheep, it's just one thing. The sound of the shepherd's voice. Subesham. Morning, noon and night. The sound of the shepherd's voice. Cows. They send cows out. And by evening, the cows come back on their own. Don't know where they went, probably to the mall, but they're back on their own. Goats, they're wandering all over the place. But the shepherd never leaves the sheep. The shepherd is always with the sheep. And the sheep stay close to the shepherd. The sheep get, get scared when they're away from the shepherd. The sheep are afraid when they don't hear the constant sound of the shepherd. So Faltume, he'll just keep on saying something, something, something in that particular voice of his. You go, YouTube it. YouTube it, you know, you YouTube it and, and you'll find shepherd and sheep, you'll find that they're constantly saying something. They're not talking. They're not explaining, you know, uh, some physics formula to them. They just, they just, their voice and they're listening to the voice and staying close. Proximity is depending on audibility. Proximity is depending, and the, the, the further and further away the voice gets, the closer and closer you get to danger. The closer and closer you get to vulnerability. 
the closer you get to the enemy. The closer you get to chances where the enemy can take you out. The closer you get to opportunities where you can wander off and not. The more faint the voice of God becomes, you know what I'm talking about. The whole onus is on the shepherd. Relax. When it comes to your spiritual life, relax. This is not a religion. This is not a ceremony. This is not rituals. You are not expected to present or to perform anything. You are sheep in the hands of a shepherd. And if you get lost, he will come looking for you. Relax. If you're hurt, he will find out, he will lay you down and he will deal with it. If you're in pain, he will, he will come and he will identify your pain and he will relieve you of your pain. If you are close to him. If you are close to him. If you are close to him. How do you know that you're close to him? You can hear his voice. He's somewhere here. You can hear his voice. You can, you're constantly within the hearing of his voice. That's why a shepherd will keep on muttering, muttering, muttering. And there are several shepherds, by the way. There are several shepherds, both in the Eastern and the Western context. There are several shepherds. And each shepherd is muttering away. Each shepherd is going, something, something, something. And every shepherd, every sheep knows his own shepherd's voice. And they kind of hustle and get close to their own shepherd. And who's your shepherd? Adonai. Adonai is my shepherd. Adonai is my shepherd. So I stay close to the word of God. The word of God spoken loud is God's word. God's voice, God's word is speaking straight to my spirit, straight to my heart. And as long as God is speaking, I'm on the straight and narrow. As long as God is speaking to me, I'm close to him. Many of you struggle with guilt because there are things wrong in your life. There will always be things wrong in your life. Confession is a daily thing you must do. Staying close to God is a daily thing you must do. What you should be afraid of is when you stop hearing the voice of God. When God stops speaking to you, when you can't hear his voice afar, uh, uh, far from, from, from close by, leave alone far. That's when you need to get worried. Don't get worried about how bad you are or how many things you've messed up or blown out of proportion or how badly you've screwed up. Don't be worried about that. I didn't say don't be guilty. I said don't be worried. Don't be worried about that. Be worried if you stop hearing the voice of God because you will always be close to Jesus and you will always be sinning at the same time. Oh. you'll always be close to Jesus and you'll always be sinning at the same time. But Pastor Jeremy, you should be telling them to go and not sin. Yeah, but you will. As long as you're living in this flesh. I mean, Paul says, wretched man that I am. I wish I could just get out of this body. I wish I could take these eyes out. I wish I could just stop listening or thinking to these thoughts. Of mine. I wish I was freed from this sin, sinful. Yeah, yeah. What day is coming when you will be? But you will always be struggling with sin, but you will never need to struggle with the presence of God. God's presence is with you because He's your shepherd, and you don't need to be worried about the fact of He leaving you. Worry about the fact about you leaving Him. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? I want to relieve you of religious piousness, religious guilt. I want you to enter into relational peace. I want you to feel good about the fact that Jesus is your shepherd and he'll come after you. And when he comes after you, 
you'll hear his voice again. No one is so far. No one is so far gone. Nobody has done so bad. Nobody has messed up so much that the blood of Jesus can't cover them. When you say that I can't forgive you, or when you say that someone is disqualified, or when you say that someone has gone too far, you're actually saying the blood of Jesus isn't enough. And that's a doctrinal problem. That's not a sin problem, that's a doctrinal problem. So with that said, move on. That was the declaration. Now is the benefits. He makes me to lie down. You see the shepherd doing the work here. He makes me to lie down. Where? In green pastures. But if you think about Israel and the old Israel context, where are the green pastures? Where are the green pastures? It's mostly wilderness. So he's the one looking for green pastures. He's the one ensuring that you get to lie down and graze in grassy pastures. He's the one making sure you're getting fed. He will take you close to people who will feed you. He will take you to situations. He will take you to a church. He will take you to a city. He will take you into conversations that will feed you. He's the one looking for the... Get this. He doesn't leave it to you. He doesn't ask the sheep. Ask the sheep, I'm on Swiggy app. What would you like me to order? Each one. Come on. Organize yourselves now. Each one. What do you want? No. He knows. He knows what his sheep need. And he will lead them... And he's the one looking because he's taller. He's the one who can see the green pastures. And when the green pastures have been grazing out and they've finished, he will be the one to lead you to the next green pasture. And there will be seasons of wilderness, seasons of green pastures. And when there's a season of wilderness, a green pasture is coming. So eat up. Eat up. It's all in Jesus' hands. This is a church where God takes the whole onus on himself. That's why we don't condemn people. We don't judge people. That's why we love people. We new people. Come through the door. Come through the door. Meet, meet a savior. Meet a savior who loves you and has loved you to the point of death. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet, still waters. He leads me beside quiet waters. Sheep are very easily disturbed. Sheep are very easily distressed. Sheep are very easily distracted. Sheep don't, don't, they don't, they don't do very well in noisy places. So if there's rushing water, if there's gushing water, if there's any kind of trauma around, they get frazzled. They're not able to think, they're not able to, and they get rushed. And that noise drowns out the shepherd's voice. So they get even more scared. So this shepherd leads them beside quiet waters. And beside quiet waters, they're able to calm down. They're able to drink. They're able to lie down. They're able to sleep. Sleep. Rest. How many of you are badly in need of some extra rest? How many of you could do with a good holiday? You say what I'm saying? Rest is something that us 21st century people need more than ever before. Rest is what the shepherd knows. He knows how to take you to a place to calm your nerves. Take you to a place where he knows your thoughts and he calms your thoughts. 
When there's a storm on the outside, that's scary enough. That's scary enough. You can run to a safe place. But when there's a storm on the inside, where do you go when your thoughts are whirling like a hurricane? Where do you go when your own emotions are getting so ahead, you're flying off the handle and you're losing control and your life becomes unmanageable? That time, where do you go? Who understands you and can pull you down, rein you down, calm your thoughts? Which voice, which voice do you need to hear that will calm you down? So he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters because he knows my rest. He knows that I need rest. I'm easily disturbed. I'm easily distressed. I'm easily distracted. He calms my nerves. Listen. He knows my thoughts. And listen. He stays awake while I sleep. He stays awake while I sleep. Because when the sheep are sleeping, there's the most vulnerable time for, for the enemy. For the wolves, for the whatever. So he has to stay awake and watch you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though the wicked, even my enemies came upon me. They stumbled and fell. Though wars should rise, and, uh, rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord and that I will seek after. That I will dwell in the house of the Lord. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire into his temple. The sun will not smite me by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep me. The Lord will not sleep or slumber. The Lord preserves my soul. He watches over me in my going out and my coming back in. He is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. Half the reason you're stressed out, anxious and worried. Half the reason you're scared of the uncertain and the un unwanted. Is because you're not sure somebody's watching over you. You're not sure if somebody who can do something about it is watching over you. So he not only speaks words of calmness. He not only takes you through uh, beside quiet waters. He not only gives you that rest that you're looking for. He restores, verse 3, your soul. He restores your inner, the Jewish Bible says, my inner person. I love that. He restores my inner person. Wow. I want you to listen. I want you to think a little bit with me. Our spiritual disturbance, our spiritual disturbance is caused because of discord in our mind, in our will, and in our emotions. So we are made up of spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit is the breath of God that was breathed into us, the life of God that was given to us, the, the part of us which will remain forever and live forever for, with God or not. And then we have our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions. Our mind, will, and emotions. These are closely tied in to the body, which has a psychosomatic sort of a relationship. There, there, there's, there's, a, there's a connection. There's a connection between the hormones and the body functions and my emotions and thoughts. There is a close connection. But my spiritual disturbance... My spiritual disturbance is because of the chaos in my emotions, in my mind, and in my will. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't like what I'm feeling. I don't want. I want too much. I don't want too much. Whatever. 
That's your soul. And then in your body, your body is now responding to the chaos in your soul. And it's responding because it's not able to hack this. It's not able to handle this. It responds with ulcers. It responds with, with, with sickness. It responds with fever. It responds with palpitation. It responds with all sorts of systems going haywire. Are there chronic things? Yes, there's chronic. Are there genuine illnesses? Yes, there are. But a lot of the time, it is stress-related. A lot of the time, it is because of the chaos in my life. What is the psalmist saying here? The psalmist is saying, he restores my inner man. He restores my soul. He puts my will, my emotions, and my mind. My will, my emotions, and my mind. He puts them in order. He speaks peace into my soul. He speaks his will. He speaks calmness into my soul. He's the one who centers me. Now, there are two ways to get this, this calmness, this peace, this centeredness. There's two ways to do it. There's the human way. And you can YouTube that and download 40 apps, and they'll tell you how to do it. And good luck with that. And then there's how Adonai does it. Pick your choice. That's how everybody else does it and that's how Adonai does it. Depends whose sheep you are. Fear, anxiety, depression, brokenness, they all flow from a thought life. Our decisions, our feelings, all of this flows from that. And these are easily influenced or sinfully directed. They are easily influenced external or sinfully directed internal remember the heart of man is desperately wicked among all things above all things and that leaves our spirit restless it leaves our spirit disturbed it leaves our spirit unsettled my brother my sister my friend if there is chaos in your inner person in your in inner man you can try yoga, you can try meditation, you can try flying, you can try, try jumping out of a plane, you can go for long walks, you can stare at a tree, you can hug a tree, you can do what you want with a tree. But the shepherd of your soul is the one who can speak a voice that requires your soul, that your soul requires. The shepherd of your soul is the one who knows what to say to your inner being. Peace and calm and centeredness doesn't come from emptying your mind, it comes from filling your mind. I hope you know what I'm talking about. That peace is spoken into you. That peace comes from the God of peace. Fear, anxiety, depression, they all flow from that. God's word, that's the shepherd's voice, speaks to our thoughts. It speaks to our will. It speaks to our emotions. And my fight is on the inside, but it's a good fight because God gives me the strength to surrender to his will, to surrender to his, 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 his wisdom, and, and to put my wants at the feet of the cross. It tells us the truth. It aligns our thoughts and gives us self-control over our emotions. It enables forgiveness, and it enables surrender. Oh, I wish I could give you these notes. It tells us the truth. It aligns our thoughts and it gives us a self-control. It's one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It gives us self-control to be able to rein in those emotions, to organize those thoughts, and to surrender that will to the foot of the cross so that God can be Ananai, shepherd. And, it, and God gives you spirit-filled enabling to do two things. Number one, to forgive others. Ooh. 
to forgive others and the second one is to surrender it takes the power of god to surrender so as the shepherd restores our soul as he restores our soul we are able to enjoy his peace and joy again we are able to focus we are able to forgive and we are able to feel again because in all of the chaos in all that we went through we became numb i can't hand, handle your problems anymore apne bahut hai i can't take your nonsense anymore i have my own stuff to deal with and you know you stop feeling you stop feeling compassion empathy you stop feeling and you god gives you the ability to feel again god gives you the ability to forgive again god gives you the ability to focus again so he guides me in the right paths he restores my soul my inner person and he guides me in the right paths this is the cause of greatest anxiety this is your main problem this is the cause of the greatest anxiety in your life what am i doing the right thing am i making the right decision here somebody tell me no but i don't trust you somebody tell me no you let me down last somebody tell me I, i am i doing the right thing here will this end well what of this what if that what if this what if that so jesus the shepherd becomes your life coach he becomes your life coach when life becomes unmanageable he helps you sort your life out he helps you calm down stop rushing stop thinking stop running stop confusing stop trying to look presentable on the outside while you are a mess on the inside stop being pretentious to show your friends that you have it all together when truly you don't to show everybody in your company and in your in your in your uh, workplace and to show everybody that you're still in control you still got it you can figure this whole thing out but actually what you need is a time out you need to center down and you need to say lord i need to be quiet i need to shut up i need to be quiet i need to be in your presence talk to me god i'm tired of my own thoughts i need to hear from you and that is the believer's life that is the spiritual life you go from troubleshooting and firefighting all the time every day that red light in the in the car goes off that engine light goes off metaphorically speaking all the time there is this your dashboard is telling you something is wrong something is wrong something is wrong and you're struggling to manage your life but you're pretending you're okay by going fast by speeding up but actually what you need to do is slow down stop surrender and say lord i need a time out i need you to reorganize my life reorganize my thoughts reorganize my emotions and take over my problem that i'm trying to preach to you this morning is not this truth that you don't know you know this but this position where we are where we are trying to tell everybody by our external life that i'm in control i got this i got this instagram whereas on the inside you're just falling apart and what you need is to stop running because until you stop running you can't breathe you can't breathe you need to breathe and the word for breath and the word for spirit is the same funny that you need to breathe and every time god wants to sort you out he takes you by quiet waters and he lies you down how about that he takes you by quiet waters and he lies you down 
Every time God ever spoke to a man, every time he transformed his will, every time he got him to recalibrate his, 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 his mind, change his direction, shift his, his emphases or his affections or his allegiances, every time God ever did that, he got him standing still, quiet, on his knees, quiet, stop running, stop, stop running, stop it, be still and know that I am God. You've got to have that in your life. Not the yoga type, not the meditation type, not the calm me to sleep app type. You need to do it the Adonai way, the shepherd way. You are blessed because you have a connection with the God in heaven who's disconnected with the chaos on earth. The Bible says that around the throne of God, there is peace and joy and celebration, not like the chaos on earth. And God and his throne and his, his, his existence is outside of time, space and matter. So nothing touches him, influences him, bothers him. Yet he has chosen to meet you at the top of the hill. Remember last week? Remember last week? He has chosen to meet you at the top of the hill. My dear brothers and sisters, you need to stop. Stop running. You need to work out a day in your week where you spend time with your shepherd. You need to work out a day, an hour in your day, a half an hour in your day where you shut off your phones, shut off everything and bite. I'm telling you, I'm telling myself first. We need this more than ever before in this century, in this time, we need this. Because if you don't stop running, the only way you'll stop is when you collapse. And then no one knows what's wrong. Hannah? He guides me in the right paths. He guides me in the right. That's where the anxiety is. You don't know what needs to be done. You don't know if it's going to end well. What about this? What if this? What if that? But Jesus is a life coach. He helps you when you feel like you've fallen behind. He helps you to catch up. He helps you to sort it out. He helps you to figure stuff out. And he gives you the strength to do it. The apps and the gurus of this world will tell you how to, but they won't give you the strength to do it. They won't carry you through it. Jesus will. Adonai will. Why? Because the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of, the, of, the, of, the, of heaven is different. James chapter 3 verse 17 and 18. I hope it's on your screen. Can you put it up? No, but the wisdom from above is first pure and then it is peaceable. For the wisdom from above is first pure and then it is peaceable. It fixes two things in your life. It fixes sin problems and it fixes storm problems. Immediately when God goes to work in your life, the first thing he does is he gives you forgiveness and then he gives you peace. The wisdom of the world is not so, but the wisdom of above is so. Why? For his name's sake. For his name's sake. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my inner person. He guides me in the right paths. For his name's sake. Why? Because his name is at stake. His promise is at stake. And because he promised the Father, I will not lose even one of them. Everyone that the Father has given to me, I will not lose. They are mine. I will not lose. Like I said, Jesus is the one taking the complete onus on him. 
I will keep them. I have not lost even one of them. One of the 99. Bad business. Bad business. One of the 99. One goes missing. He leaves the 99 to go after the one. Bhaiya, profit loss, dekhlo. Leave that one. No, he leaves the 99 in the fold to go after the one. Why? Because every one is what make up the 99. Because every one is whom he died for. And when he goes out looking, he's put the 99 safe and sound. And he goes out looking for the one. You know where he finds that one? They're either caught in the thicket. Or they're on the edge of a cliff. Scared to death. They're either caught in a relationship. They're caught in drugs. They're caught in addictions. They're caught in a... In a, in a they, they got themselves caught in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? You get caught in stuff. You get hung up in stuff. You, get, you wander off and you look for something or you get distracted and your life just takes over. You don't know where you're going. You lose the shepherd's voice and you get caught in the thicket. But the shepherd comes after you. You can do it yourself. Get out of the thicket. You can do it yourself. All you got to do is believe. Believe in yourself. You can do it. No, you can't. Stop pretending. Stop entertaining with the world's wisdom. This is the shepherd's job. And the shepherd comes after you. And the shepherd tells you, you're stuck in this. Do you want to get out? You're stuck in this. Do you want to get out? Every time Jesus healed a person or did a miracle, he always asked that person permission. Do you, do you want to be healed? Do you want to get out of this? Do you, want, do you want freedom? Or have you gone addicted to your little addiction? Have you gone addicted to your little cripple? Have you gone addicted to your little relationship? And when the sheep is there, it's, it's crying away and it's, it's stuck in the thicket. The shepherd takes, breaks off gently, gently breaks it off, making sure the sheep doesn't get hurt with minimum damage to the sheep. And then it takes the sheep and then says, okay, walk home now. Why did you have to leave them? Why did you have to no. He puts him on his shoulder and there's no talking. There's no voice even. He's not talking to the sheep anymore. Now he's carrying the sheep. Sometimes God is not talking but he's carrying. And he carries that one sheep back and it's a hundred again. It's bad business until that one sheep is you. Sometimes the sheep is stuck on the side of a hill because these guys wander off. He's on the side of the hill. Now he can't move. He needs to be gotten out of that situation. Sometimes these sheep, they get bugs in their nose and they don't have fingers. You know that, right? They get bugs in their nose and they get so irritated that they start beating their head against the rock and they don't know and they pass out from that. Do the research. The shepherd comes looking for the sheep. So there could be a number of reasons why the one went away. But there's every reason why he's coming after you. Hallelujah. Then he says, even, even, even if I walk through death's dark ravines. Even if I walk through death's dark ravines. What's he talking about? He's talking about depression. Some of you have struggled with depression. Depression is not feeling sad. That's just you having a bad day. Maybe you saw yourself in the mirror or something. Depression is serious. Depression is when 
this entire cloud, this black dark cloud of hopelessness just envelops you and hangs over your head and you cannot see tomorrow. It is a hideous place to be. It is a dark place to be. It is a traumatic place to be. It is a place where people concoct suicide thoughts and plans. He says even if you walk through death's dark ravines, He's talking about depression. He's talking about hopelessness. He's talking about abandonment. He says, I will fear no evil. Because fear is what makes you give in. Fear is what overcomes you. Fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is what your emotions surrender to. He says, I will fear no evil because disaster will not befall me. For you are with me. That's why I will not fear evil. Not because I understand the problem. Not because I understand the enemy. Not because I understand darkness. But because you are with me. How are you with me? How, think, how are you with me? I'm in dark, dead dark ravines, right? Depression, abandonment, blackness, hopelessness. I'm in the middle of it, but I will not be overcome by fear because you're with me. If you're with me, why am I in depression? If you're with me, why am I in the valley? Because Jesus never promised you a great life on earth. He promised you a great life in heaven. He says, on earth I'll be with you your shepherd, and in, in heaven I will be with you, your Lord and King, King of kings and Lord of lords. He says, on earth, anything you need to get through the, dark, the, the dead dark ravines, I will be with you. The shadows of the valley of death, valleys of the shadows of death. You are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What is your rod? That's the shepherd's defense against the wolf. The shepherd's defense against the lion. What is your staff? It's the crook with which he brings me back. Every time I wander, every time I go away, he brings me back. So your defense and your deliverance, your defense and your deliverance is what reassures me. It reassures me. Jesus is into the defense ministry and he's into the deliverance ministry. Hallelujah! No sheep is insecure. Every sheep is a citizen of the kingdom and has a badge and a passport of the kingdom of heaven. And if you are a citizen of heaven, then this shepherd comes looking for you. Hallelujah. You prepare a table for me even as my enemies watch. I love this version. The complete Jewish Bible. You prepare an, a table for me even as my enemies watch. Which enemy? You're thinking of somebody right now. Don't do that. Do not do that. That's not who the enemy is. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual things. So our enemy is the spiritual realm. Our enemy is the wicked one. Our enemy is the evil forces that are going against us because we are children of Adonai, because we're children of the shepherd. We're sheep of the shepherd. So I have overcome the world, Jesus says. The wicked one will not be able to touch you. This fight is spiritual, he says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. While Satan watches, you allow me to eat in peace. While Satan watches, you allow me to eat in peace. Haven't you said that to your family members? Just leave me alone. I just want to eat in peace. All right. You anoint my head with oil. From an overflowing cup, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit that he gives to you, overflowing, a river going from inside out. And that inside out river is the wonderful counselor. Take that home with you. Think about it. Take that home with you. And finally in verse 6, and six he says, goodness and grace 
will run after me. <laughs> Goodness and grace will run after me. They will pursue me. Here's a beautiful song. It says, all my life you have been faithful. Remember that? All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Because your goodness is running after me. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything because your goodness is running after me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you will dwell in the house of Adonai forever. On earth, the shepherd is with you. In heaven, forever and ever. Year after year, he will be with you. You will dwell in his house. Sheep, it's not about you. It's about having a great shepherd. It's not by you. It's by the great shepherd. Go home today with the confidence that you are his sheep and that he is responsible for you, not the other way around. He is responsible for your walk, not the other way around. He is responsible for your safety, not the other way around. He is the one who loves you and not necessarily all the way around. He is the one who will come after you when you get lost. He is the one who has got the power. He is the one who got the sight. He is the one who knows the enemy. And he is the one who has overcome. He is your shepherd. Say it with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I, where is the band? Are they coming? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. And if you liked what you just saw, if it was a blessing, then hit the subscribe button. Come on, you can do it. Hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the bell so that we know you want to hear from us. Lots of videos coming your way, songs, worship, encouragement. Come on, subscribe. Let's take this forward and share with somebody you might know. Write a comment in the section below. But let's see you guys again. Come on, subscribe.